We met on the gram, became instant BFFs, and we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexo Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not, Not Your, Your Average, Average Gun, Gun Girls. Girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives. We talk guns, personal safety, share lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vav because you, you can, can sit with, with us. I think they whisper like that. No, no I think they, they do. do. They totally whisper. They do? They don't go quiet. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> Why am I talking in my ASMR voice? Well, because this beautiful lady over here, everybody, <laughs> Crystal Dunn, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. You know, you're the first one that I had no idea what that was. And I know, we were in a car. Yeah, an Uber yes, at SHOT Show. Yes. Am I the only one that didn't know what ASMR was? See, this is what I think weird. is interesting, because I know like you're on TikTok, and I feel like TikTok no, is not. On... I mean, I have an account, but I'm not on it. Not, yeah, but... They're... There are things on TikTok. <laughs> there are things that you send me that are from TikTok. Pink so sauce. I, okay. Right. Yeah. So I feel like you at least have seen the ASMR no. um, videos no. or accounts. I yeah. have no idea. Chris was like, yeah, it's, you know what people make like these really weird. Yeah, like, and they do the like, click. We were doing this well, at dinner the other Because we saw we like found a video. You're we're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> we found a video. Like, what is that video? It was like somebody like stir frying something. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like ASMR. All right, we're gonna do a not your average gun girls ASMR. I looked this up. Gun ASMR is a thing. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I remember us looking However, this up. However, no one is like taking off lipstick caps and putting them back. Oh, nobody's oh. running their Hold nicely on. manicured talents yeah, yeah. through ammo. Coffee lovers ASMR. Yes. Slurping. This is... Maybe they'd like to hear us <laughs> slurp through slurp our, our gun coffee through our like, gun snob. Hear it dripping through your little pour I over. I think we get our, our high hills and we're just like. Like, I really feel like we need to come up with this Not Your Average Gun Girls ASMR yeah. video. I think so. I think it's just Can't well, get away well. all of our ideas by, you know, <laughs> yeah. really thinking that. We take the, the lipstick bullets and, like, click, click. Oh, click yeah. I'm yeah. going to have the hardest time whispering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be, like, uh, no, both of you will have the hardest. I will be the one that, like, you aren't even whispering. No one can hear you. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe you're making them more anxious. Yeah. Not calming them down. Halfway through, Emily just turns off our mics. She's like, okay, I'm going to continue on with this. <laughs> they don't need to know. Oh my gosh. Well, we're so excited because we're here with our friend, Crystal Dawn. She's in Dallas. But not only is she in Dallas, we are working very hard to get another one of our favorites <laughs> to make the, crew, the move one at a to time. The another big How much closer are we to getting you here? You know, um, well, I did, I did told you, I registered my business name here. Just but to, you did not tell me that. I thought I did. I thought I texted you. I thought it was you. in the group text. It was I in the group text. That, well, days. I registered my business name here just nobody can take it. And it's, it's trademarked nationally, but I was like, no, specifically in Texas. It's awesome. mine. Just in case. J-I-C. So. Just in case. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. It's very, I feel like I'm very yeah business term getting closer acronym. but our uber driver just told us a hundred thousand people are moving here a month so like y'all a have month a month from where well i think it's like 80 to 100 maybe that was just during like the max like pandemic well that thing, had but... to have been because that's why nobody could buy real estate yes, right and, yeah but i think it's slowed it it 
a little bit. Just slowed down because mm. they had 600, well, this is nationwide, 600,000 contracts on homes fall through in the month of June. Oh, wow. The day, the day after the interest rates hiked. So it's kind of slowed. Okay. Some of that down. So you can find a house. Yeah, like, I'll wait for, I'll like swoop in. I'll be a swooper. That's and, like, the thing. You can, you can negotiate. Like yeah. it's instantly turned to like a buyer's market, yeah. you know? So I'm just was, like, hey, Lindsay, just put your feelers out. Well, I heard you were yes. doing something pretty cool here this weekend. I Tell us what's, was. catch us up on what's going on in the beauty world. Well, gun girls always like to take care of their skin too, especially because we spend so much time outside shooting. Yes. Um, and obviously I'm an esthetician. So we had a hydrofacial advanced training here. Ooh. It's so cute. I need to show you the video. Like they have, so it's HFX uh, Dallas for hydrofacial and it's like a permanent location and they just host experiences and advanced trainings. And so when you come, you guys, there is a wall that is like as big as my house and it's got Texas on it and all these hydrofacial things coming out. It says, love y'all. It's so cute. I, okay. Who's the best candidate for a hydrofacial? And the way I kind of explain it when I get them is like, yeah. I don't see the effects of them for a long time, but they're great for like an event. Okay. Like, uh, is that is that appropriate? Know, or it's like I, when you gave me my hydrofacial when yeah. I was in Minnesota, like I felt like I was like glowing. Yeah. But like for how long? I mean, like you got to do it again. Well, you do. It's so basically, it's more about like they call it like skin health, right? But it is like a what they call like a red carpet ready treatment. Yeah. And so it is like you. Leave, it depends on like what booster you pick, which is like a super like a concentrated super serum. And because it like they have a patented like tip technology, so it drives it in like the delivery system makes it like go further into the skin. So it does a lot more than anything you'd put on top. Yeah. So like a regular facial or something. But so no, it's like that day you're like glowing and they actually have done, it's one of the few like, like companies out there has like white papers. They've done research Oh, interesting. and your, um, hydration levels stay elevated, like more than like normal for like three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your actual hydration levels stay elevated and you get like a microderm in there basically, but it's like hydroderm. I do feel like it's so, my skin just feels yeah. so I mean, soft the and gunk that and, I saw yes. that came off oh, yeah. my skin was disgusting, oh, it's but great. also very satisfying this to, is, to know that that is like off my face. Oh yeah. They <laughs> call that little jar like the gunky yeah. and they have these cute little hashtag stickers that say like gunky junky. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And you put the light and the new ones have like a built-in light so you can like swirl it, like see all the little mm. bit. It sounds gross, but like it's super like gratifying. Like you're like, yeah. You like that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. do. I do <laughs> love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm a sucker for beauty junkie oh, yeah. treatments and products and mm-hmm. I'm in definite maintenance phase mode. I mean, like yeah. I feel like as, as we age, you have to do so much more in maintenance oh, yeah. for your skin so that it's not a dead giveaway for your age oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's just and that's the thing is it just like it keeps up that skin health mm-hmm. it like makes it you know and it's actually it's crazy you guys because of the hydration this the concentrated like delivery system they a lot of plastic surgeons will use it and it cuts down recovery time from like all kinds of like plastic surgery stuff wow. or injections like if you get one before injections if you get botox you get filler get one before no i don't know anybody does that but if so they what did, you're saying <laughs> is we need to schedule a hydrofacial appointment for our next botox yeah, appointment yeah, yeah okay. exactly because it'll it'll seriously like cuts down bruising like increases healing time everything and if you get filler since your face is already so hydrated and it sucks up that water yeah all the things again not that we know anybody who does that but no, they did. I don't know anyone <laughs> open about that on my right. Instagram page. So feel, and, you know, feel free to go watch some of those before and after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, they have a scalp one now that is cool. Like you like same thing. You go through the scalp. It's so neat. And if you have extensions, you can still do it because it doesn't get in the hair. It's just on the scalp. And they're, oh yeah. So like, because some, a lot of people have so much like buildup on their scalp, like they're actually seeing people have like tons of regrowth, less grays, mm, like I'm all for that. All kinds of I mean, stuff. I feel like I just want that because of the amount of dry shampoo. I'm yes. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. into my hair. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And they have like this little, they use this little like microscope, like a dramatic scope. And then you can like see all the buildup around your scalp. Oh. It's so gross. And then they do it. And afterwards you're like, oh my God, my scalp is so clean and gorgeous. <laughs> I have such a pretty scalp. All right. I'm going to have to ask for the scalp hydrofacial. Yeah. It's a Caraviv is what it's called. So is that okay. what you're going to be doing the Caraviv in at Brabella? I think we're going to start so we adding just, it. We need to find... Come visit. Until Brabella opens in Dallas, I know, right? we need to find who's doing Caraviv here in Dallas. You do. You'd love it. All right. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I love it. We love talking to you about the latest beauty. We've beauty had Crystal products. on twice. Yes. I think the first time we talked to her, we talked all about you being a competitive shooter, yes. badass competitive shooter. And then I believe the second episode that we brought you on, you had that incident happen I had an at incident. the yep. incident happen yes. at the salon. Or at the spa. Do you call it a salon or spa? We go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. We don't do hair. <laughs> so, but we still say like aesthetic salon, whatever. Spa. At the spa. Yeah. And now we have you back because we want to hear, we want to hear about your hydrofacial. We want to hear about your um, business because yeah. this is what I think is so awesome about a lot of the people we have on mm-hmm. is like, sure, we're all in the gun industry. We all do right. something with guns, but we also have like a different aspect of our lives oh, yeah. that kind of like, I feel like the gun stuff is our like side hustle and our hobbies, yes. but like we all are running companies and doing things and like your spa is just amazing. I just love it. Thank I went there. You. I was able to go there when I was visiting you. You had VIP treatment. I gave her a hydrofacial did. dinner, eyebrows she and everything. She opened the spa oh, just, just for, for me. Yeah. So yep. I feel very special. Yeah. Now you do. No, I just wait for you to come to Dallas. Yeah. Well, I can't bring the hydrofacial with me. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So what are you doing lately when it comes to shooting? Have, yeah. has well since COVID happened I assume there was no competitive match there was no matches happening during COVID in the pandemic you know it, it depended on the state right it okay. depended on the state so it was really interesting because as soon as COVID happened at first it was like okay stuff was shut down but that was in the spring so come like June that's when like some stuff had started to open back up and um so that it was we- but because it was outside matches mm-hmm. are always outside mm-hmm. for the most part um then yeah we were still able to have them but it was like really weird it was like small squads no more than 10 and like you guys have to like stand far apart at least they said that right like once you get out there yeah. it's like it's on you um so yeah so we so we went through that so it was a little bit of a bummer but we still had like a somewhat season like a lot of the big stuff got canceled because like travel and everything. Um, since then, I would say it's it was kind of back up to full force, but then there was all of a sudden the ammo shortage. Yes. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And now it's- How is that doing? I mean, are we- they've they've caught up quite Mm -hmm. a bit um you know like i shoot for federal and so i luckily was just at their factory not that long ago and they're freaking like running 24 7 they literally run the factory 24 7 so they're they've caught up quite a bit but components are expensive they Mm -hmm. had to they had to up everybody's pay like when people talk about like why did ammo get so expensive it's like well their sourcing got expensive they had supply chain issues they had to give people bonuses to work through covid Mm -hmm. they had to raise everybody's pay to work through covid Mm -hmm. they had to incentivize the labor market is crazy they had to incentivize people to come work and Mm -hmm. get all these new employees then they had to pay to train them like everybody's costs have gotten expensive well and then if you're in a state that had COVID restrictions and someone got COVID, you had to shut down your factory for, was it like two weeks, 10 Mm -hmm. days or whatever it was. And so like that puts a strain on the businesses. Yeah, the ripple effect of those just... Well, it just seems like everything, I mean, everything gets passed on Mm -hmm. to the consumer, but like everything is more expensive and ammo definitely did not uh, get away from from that. Absolutely. It's good to know that we're we're back up and running and you can actually find nine millimeter now. You can now. Well, it was like, if you wanted to go train... Because we're seeing all these crazy protests and here we are like all wanting to make sure that we're proficient with our firearm or the new shooters couldn't even get ammo to go train. It's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to get to the range to go do do this? No one wanted to 
we didn't want to spare any ammo. Well, people didn't think about that. Like we had, I think it was something like between like six and 9 million mm-hmm. new gun owners. And it's like, we'll say each on the small side, see everybody, one of those people just buys like a hundred rounds, like two boxes. Do you know how much ammo that uh-huh. is that they now have to make yep. for right. everybody? And the funniest thing is like, I don't know if you guys know any reloaders, but in the competitive industry, there's tons of reloaders. And we can't get components. I'm like, well, if they can't make full product, they're not going to be selling parts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Come on, mm-hmm. think about it. Well, I think people realize too, even before like before I actually got into guns and, and shooting that a hundred rounds of ammo is really not that oh, much. Oh, it's nothing. You can shoot that in. Right. Oh, you guys, those memes, have you seen those memes where are like man found in basement with 2000 rounds of yes. rifle? I'm like, 2000. Well, Ben and I was talking like, well, if something were to happen where for whatever reason we ended up on the news, yeah, they would look at us like, those are crazy gun people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have X amount of guns. You should have seen the amount of ammo they had. And we're like, well, actually, that's not that much ammo. Yeah, yeah. Like we, you, I know how much you, you saw get. my garage. Yes, <laughs> my but garage. it's just like people don't don't realize that yeah, yeah, yeah. how fast you can go through it and right. how quickly if you actually are out there and practicing, having like practicing training. Yeah. and training, then you're you're and then blowing when you're, through that yep. stuff. And when you're a competitive shooter. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell people like, okay, so imagine, you know, when people are like, that just seems like a lot. I'm like, okay, imagine you're a pro golfer or a pro tennis player. Like how many balls do you think you yeah. hit a year? Yeah. Well, we are like that, but way faster. So we're going to be taking mm-hmm. up more rounds kind of thing. But um, I remember I came out and we need to get you to the next one, but I came out and did a training last October yeah. and we did a fun little training at our, at our friend's ranch. And um, you know, you were like, well, how many rounds do you think? I'm like, I I, in any practice session, go through anywhere between three and 500 rounds. How, are you, how are you loading that? Are you using reloaders or are you like thumb loading it all? Oh, girl, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't even shoot if I had to load without a Lula. Especially when I shoot 40. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, good luck fighting that. And it's, do you know what's funny? I had a guy once who was like, stop using that stupid thing and load it like normal. And I was like, yes, you're right. Let's work harder, not smarter. You're absolutely right. Let's not save my hands for the shooting part. I know. Right. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry you shoot five rounds a year. But for those of us that <laughs> shoot seriously, <laughs> like, and the other thing is like, I have so many great like range tips for people, but one of the best things you can do is buy as many magazines. If you're, if you're ten- intending to truly train hard, mm-hmm. um, and you want to utilize your practice time or say you don't have an outdoor range and you want to shoot indoors, um, buy as many magazines as your budget allows, load those before mm-hmm. you go to the range, right? So mm-hmm. when you get there, like have your stuff, um, organized in your bag, have everything prepared, have a plan. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I think you guys are like, so when you first start working out and you go to the gym, if you're not taking class, you're like, what do I do? Right. Like right. You, you have to learn, have a plan. Now I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this exercise, this set, this, blah, 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 this many reps. You need to have that plan when you go to the range. Otherwise you're just wasting time. You yeah, know what I mean? The, well, cause I think the important thing too, is when you're at, when you're at the range and you're shooting, like each one of those is a rep that you want to make sure is a good quality rep. Absolutely. And if you have no plan, you're just basically just shooting for fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at that point, why are you even like, sure, go shoot for fun on the weekend. Yeah. If well, you what are you training for right. too? I yeah, think what are you it's, training it's for? very different because like self-defense training is probably very, I'm sure there's a lot of elements and there's skills with, with, um, like competitive shooting, mm-hmm. obviously, but isn't the training a little bit different when you're going to go do self-defense training and tactical training? It is like there's, oh, I'm sorry, baby. Right. there's, there's nuances to it. At the end of the day, it's, it's funny. So like, for instance, like even if you, you, you talk about self-defense training, but you can go all the way to like tactical training. Well, any of the, you know, like special operations guys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the very best ones in every unit are the ones who are competitive shooters, right? More, really? more, more rounds down range, better understanding mm. of the fundamentals, better practice and on and on, right? Uh, more, more time. And so at the end of the day, if you're always training on certain elements of the fundamentals, now we're just talking like, are you drawing from, uh, on the waistband holster? Are you drawing from concealment and like those little things? Sometimes you're adding things like flashlights or red dots or whatever. Um, and that stuff can be a little bit more nuanced, but yeah, I mean, you're, the more time you spend, uh, those fundamentals are always going to train. And it is interesting because pistol skills cross over to rifle much better than rifle skills cross over to pistol. Mm. So very consistently, you'll see three gun guys come in a pistol and they kind of suck. Right. Or then maybe that's a little strong, but like, they're definitely not <laughs> like, so if they're, if they're up here in, in three gun or rifle, they're like here in pistol. If you are here in pistol, you usually can cross over a little, mm-hmm. you know, pretty well and be kind of about the same, um, in, in three gunner. So it's interesting. Everybody who's, or maybe you know this answer mm-hmm. that's in competitive shooting. Does everybody pretty much conceal carry? Mm, like actively? Yeah. <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say that everybody probably no. not everybody. <laughs> most people have their concealed carry. I don't know any competitive shooters that don't at least have their concealed carry because it also makes it easier for travel and yeah. purchasing and all that stuff. Um, but I'm not depending on my, I don't know. I'm one of those girls. I learn from y'all. And actually if I'm in athletic clothes, I always carry my Lexos are great, but like, I'm one of those who I'm like, it's summer. I'm wearing like a nice light little thing. Like, uh. but that's <laughs> yeah. are you a flashbang? Uh, <laughs> flashbang carrier. Girl. Um, no, I do like the filster. I do have the enigma. So that's helping because then yeah. like, regardless yeah. of your outfit, yeah. you can wear something. Um, I feel like I'm like hiding in my tree over there. Crystal, I think call me one night or one day. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I'm just watching, I am just walking Charlie. And I'm like, and you're on the phone with me and walking your dog? Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You I need know. to be off the phone. What did I tell you about being off the phone and right. walking your dog? She does that with me too. And she sees an Instagram video. She's like, I know where you are. <laughs> I see. If I know where you are, somebody else can somebody find you. Somebody find you. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. And I need to think through that as to yeah. where I'm posting this yeah. uh, video. <laughs> or when I made that, I made that video, I was at the range and I had my AirPods in and then I had my ear pro yeah. over top so I could listen to music while I was training. <laughs> and I was like, what? So you're, re- you're so good at personal safety, Emily. I aspire. <laughs> <laughs> kind of her job <laughs> right right i try i have to look out for my girls though too as right well. yeah that's very true did you tell her about when we were leaving the u of m we were leaving the university of minnesota no. we did a talk and there was this girl <laughs> you know how you see guys yelling at the tv for like football right yeah. like in a football game like Bruh! that was her out of my car window so we were leaving the university of minnesota after we spoke at yeah. the turning point event there and there was i think it's like a river yeah there's a river there's and a, a river and, a path. and uh, sidewalks so we were like driving out leaving and there was a girl who was like running it's dark or walking yeah, yeah and it was running. not that lit. you know some campuses really aren't that lit up yeah, yeah. and she had headphones on and she was running. She's running. And I literally was like yelling at her. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't hear you because she had headphones right. on. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you're like, do you even have a flashlight? Yeah. Like, I was just yelling. Yeah. Most... <laughs> I'm sure so people sad. probably think I'm crazy sometimes because I'm just like, like we're driving around and I'm like, yeah. what is like, you are going to get bonked in the head. Yeah. Like, you're these... bonked. Yes. You're bonkable. Yeah. Like you're, you're bonkable. bonkable. Oh you're my bonkable. god, that's a great hashtag. Don't be bonkable. Don't be bonkable. No more Although, don't be a victim. It's yes, don't be bonkable. Don't be bonkable. Although I worry about the double entendre that can happen <laughs> <Yes>. from that. <laughs> the gun world is filled with double entendre. Yes. So, yes, you know, that's kind of the magic of the gun world. Yes. That is hilarious. Yeah, she has a rating system. So did she ever actually acknowledge your no. yelling? No. How could she? She had headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know, you should have like like a like a scary movie like behind you. I mean, like. I really would love to, and I know that that'll I'll either get arrested, <laughs> someone will. Attack, I don't know what, but like some of these women, and I understand like they don't you, they don't know. No one's told them, and I'm trying to help, but I really just want to kind of like grab them from behind. Yeah, because I'm like, do you just realize? <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to. Like- I don't understand though why it's not just a duh. Yeah, like an obvious duh to just okay if you insist on having an earphone in your ear like take out one yeah and you want to hear what's going on well, around you my airpods i always do in the transparency mode too so like it doesn't do like the noise like occlusion like yeah, you can I still hear things but still i mean like it's it's distracting you because it's going directly into your brain and i'm like yeah. if, if anything like is it well, here you are i can ask you it's yeah. just not a, like a duh thing i don't know i think it's maybe because i'm around firearms so much that i always like for whatever reason like and i do i keep them i keep them tucked in lots of different areas you know what i mean that i'm like oh i'll be fine but i will say this (laughs) i so i so i haven't been competitive shooting as much lately because i hurt my knees you guys know i had to have knee surgery my acl no can we yeah can you hold that thought because i want to just really Okay, no, finish your thought, and I'm going to go back to you having this new surgery. Yeah, I was going to say, I have never carried more than I have since I got my knee surgery. Did you shove it in your boot? No. Did you boot carry? (laughs) I had my knee brace. There's nowhere in there. There's no knee brace carrying. No, but I just, I had my knife on me, and then I, like, finally had Sarah help me figure out the enigma and got that all, you know, taken care of, because I just, I remember being like on my crutches and I'm like, I could not run if I had to. And normally maybe that's my problem. Maybe I feel like I'm so scrappy that I'd be able to like, but I, I yes. wouldn't, right. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't take a grand grown man. Um, but so on my crutches, I remember thinking like, I'd like to think the world is a good enough place that nobody would attack a cripple. But then I was like, that's what makes you a target. I know. I told, I told Emily, they're going to see me with my Gucci fanny pack and be like, get that cripple. Like, of course, right? You're literally going to be the first person that they go after when <laughs> who's our easiest target. Her. Right. That one. So they carry a lot more now. Going back to this ACL surgery. So <laughs> let me just set this up because yeah. first off, I, we didn't know you had surgery. Amy and I get a video <laughs> from Crystal and she's like, oh my gosh, you guys have to take this training. And it was like a video of her doing this combative training. She's like, it was so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And like Amy and I are like all in this group text. We're like, oh yeah, where is it? When can we sign up? We're all for it. This is awesome. A couple of days go by. And then all of a sudden, Crystal shares on stories she's getting surgery or something. We're like, what happened to your what happened to you? She's like, Oh yeah, I tore my ICL. Like, where? And she's like, Oh, in that training, the training you just sent us to go to, you wanted that us to go was, to. That's what, what happened. Made you get surgery? Yeah. She you tore didn't, during you that training. Heard it before. No, it was that it, day. I thought you knew this. I didn't re- I I did. I vaguely remember reading that, but I didn't realize like that was that's that where it happened. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I want yeah. to try to discourage you from taking any kind of like physical combative training, yeah. but we just think it was funny that she left it that was little funny. part out. It was a fluke thing. Yeah, the, I think like yeah, the instructor like that. The instructor happen. told the guy like if we're being real, we know there are differences physically between men and women. Right. And so he's like, go like 50%, like don't go hard. And I had been the sneaky little gun thief that day. It was fun. So like I came up and so like, you got to take roles. We had helmets on and all this stuff. You got to take roles, like good guy, bad guy. Right. And so if you were the bad guy, like he'd kind of tell you like, okay, here, like based on your physical advantages or disadvantages, what he wanted you to do. Right. And, um, whenever I, 
<clears throat> like, and then the good guy's just like, okay, well, when they make contact, it's on. Right. And so he was like, okay, like he's, so I'm up against this guy who's like 250 pounds, like six, two. Right. And he was like, all right, I just want you to come in close. since you're like small, like grab his belt and just hold on tight. <laughs> and he was like, just, you're on, you're long for the ride. Were you the bad guy? I was a bad guy. Oh, okay. I'd be bad guy. It was great. And so I do, I like come, I come over and I like grab his belt real tight and he like pins my arms, but he thinks he has me. And I'm like, I can T-Rex. So I like <laughs> took, I, I drew his gun, his gun with my left hand. And then he pushed me away and he went to draw and I was already aiming his Ooh. own gun at him. And he, no, mind you, it was all safe. Everything was cleared, yada, yada. But um, I was already aiming his own gun at him and he went to draw and his face was like, <gasps> it's gone. And so, yeah, I did. Whoa. Yeah. And I, I had a few guys that were like, they're like, probably in real life, I would have just like picked you up and like threw you. He was like, but there was a couple times they were like, I thought I had you subdued like yeah. this, but because I'm smaller, I could just just grab things and you know what <laughs> I just T-Rex all day so yeah so then by the time I got with my like third sparring partner now mind you we're doing like jujitsu type stuff I didn't have any experience we maybe should have spent a little bit longer kind of drilling the basics mm-hmm. um and so this guy was just being a little overly aggressive because he was like well I, don't, I know this one will be sneaky and I don't and he just wouldn't let go and my leg got tangled and I couldn't oh, get out did you know at that point that you had torn it <sighs> Yeah, so I, I was like, that was bad. That was real bad. I, Wait, so you couldn't birthday. like walk after this training and you were sending it to us to what? go without <laughs> telling us any of this? Well, because in theory. Hilarious. <laughs> I always give a disclaimer to everybody that I recommend Dom's with yeah. Dynamis yeah. Alliance, of course. I mean, I just best. couldn't walk for two weeks and I was the amount covered of bruises. in bruises oh, and yeah. I just couldn't walk. But see, this but is I tell what, everybody this. Right. <laughs> this is what I think is I so. I tell you know now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think is so important about these self-defense trainings. And I think a lot of people, like I took one in DC, there was a guy that I was at, cause after Dom's training, I was like, I want to do this training more often. And there was nobody of course in DC that was offering anything close yeah. to that. But there was a guy who was sort of doing that kind of stuff. And he was like, Oh, why don't you come to my class? I was like, sure. He's like, and then stay after where he's doing a more of your traditional woman self-defense okay. class. I'm like, sure, I'll stay. And I didn't know anybody there, but he was talking about basic, like all the skills that we would learn in those type of combatives class. And he was, he like kind of like pulled this girl's hair. And what I don't, I think normal women who aren't exposed to combatives or understand that type of jujitsu or that type of self-defense right. don't know that like you need to be ready if you're, if you're going to take a class like that to get, you, you really need roughed to be up. physical and get oh, roughed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So like he pulled her hair and like, she and had I'm like not a- trying to. Yeah. Say anything bad about her, but like the whole like 30 minutes after she kept complaining. Oh God. And I'm just like, this is, this is where I think there's an issue with like these like women's self-defense yeah, classes sure. versus like true like self-defense. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. they're like just teaching the, like, sure. They teach some, some situational awareness, but they're teaching like these like little moves and things. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're not like getting real physical with the person and that is what you need. That's what you need. I would rather the first time I get thrown to the ground or thrown into a wall or punched or kicked or hit or knocked down to be in a training scenario. Yeah, to not be like a surprise. real life where, not that this happens all the time, it's happened to me like one time in training, but I feel like at least, you need to feel that that force. The shock of getting thrown into a wall and I have to pull out my training, that has not left me. And so- 
you know, you are going to be shocked. Yeah. If it has never happened to you before, yeah. you are going to be shocked. But then what do you do with that shock? Are you prepared to kick into training? Yeah. Or are you just going to let the shock take over you and you, you right. step up yeah. paralyzed like, and you can't where, do anything? Right. That, there, you need that shock. So then you can decide at this point, well, oh, I definitely need mm-hmm. more training. So I know how to react, yes. what I need yep. to do next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would say I, there was a girl in my class who she struggled a little bit just cause she's like, I've never had me like grab me or grab me or be rough with me. And to me, that's so foreign because when I was a tomboy too, I'm like, you know how many older brothers or siblings, like you never got your butt kicked really? Cause like I grew like I, no. older, older I siblings guys these days have ever been punched yeah. in the face. Oh I mean. wow. <laughs> yeah. So get you an older sibling. Yeah. <laughs> you take a couple <laughs> hits and be fine. Yeah. No, like older siblings, older guys, all that stuff. So like I, to me, I was always more rough and tumble and like kind of had to be. So like it wasn't as much of mm-hmm. like a thing, but yeah, I think if you never experienced that, you need to. But you remember like it was shocking to us that Dom and them had to give us permission to be violent. Yes. And that's probably, yeah. I don't know if they said anything like that mm-hmm. in your class, but before we started, they came on and they were like, we are giving, well, it was after like the first few rounds yeah. and we were like, eh. Yeah. Like, like, no, eh. seriously. And they were like, yeah. hey, we just need to stop this. Like we just give you permission to yes. be violent. And I think for women, that's a we girl need thing. That per- we need that yeah, permission. Yeah, because we're, we're taught to be, you know, dainty and you yes. know, kind of just, yeah. Once they gave us that permission, though, it was, it was all we were all out. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. I, I will say when our carry guard training yeah. was that the that was one of the best scenario yes, based things totally I've was. ever I been agree. in because I wish it's they did that program. I know. I wish they would. I know. And and Eric was great they for all, her. Yeah. And um, I wish that there was more of that available. And actually, I even heard like I, if you're listening like the Jocko podcast or anything, he was saying like I feel like even police departments like so many people would benefit from more scenario based mm-hmm. training with like Sims rounds and stuff. But it, the biggest thing is always like, um, when do I start kicking somebody? but when do I draw my gun on somebody when yep. because you know it's like is it just a drunk guy being obnoxious and I can just brush him off or is it somebody that like when we did that ATM thing yeah. and we turned around it's like or is this person going to try to yeah. hurt me and it's such a split second mm-hmm. they're already in your comfort zone sometimes before you have a chance to react so um, I feel like the the more people who can put on like scenario based trainings mm-hmm. like I yeah we should do more of that I like yeah. that yeah yeah that's a, that's a good question because I mean I don't know. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a blanket answer for right that now. for everybody yeah. because yeah. there's so many things to assess from the, the threat, the size of you versus the oh, threat, yeah. the, Where you're the, at, the ability to get away yeah. from the situation. I mean, I remember having a guy come up to me. I was at my warehouse, our fulfillment center actually. And there mm-hmm. was a bus stop there, like right outside of our fulfillment center. And I, I saw the guy in the parking lot, but he was enough distance away from my car yeah. that I felt comfortable. He was kind of loitering, kind of just didn't looked a little out of place, you know, and nothing dangerous or threatening necessarily about him. But I remember being like, okay, he's over there. I know how much distance there is, but I got in my car. Thankfully I'd locked my door. By the time I was like meddling in my passenger seat, I looked over, he was at the window. He had closed that gap that quickly and was banging on my window. And I was like, whoa, yeah, like, whoa, whoa. So I had the only thing that I could assess, and I had my gun. I actually okay. had my gun on me, and I, I like lifted my shirt, mm-hmm. and he like backed up, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I just need to know if you could light my cigarette." Yeah. And I was like, "What? Don't ever no, bang don't on a woman's that. door!" Yes. Like, by, I was like, "You almost got shot, yeah, dude." That's but how you get shot. Split second, I was assessing. Okay, do I have enough time to reverse and get out of here? If he had a gun, could he shoot me yeah. in the time right? that I could revert? Like. There were so many things going through my head, you know, and then like, 
well, is he being, th- I don't know what his intentions are when you're banging on my window. I don't know what your intentions are. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's, there's just so much to, to filter through really quick. And like you said, it's just like, well, and that's the thing where like somebody who is in that position, like, you know, like I just want to say, well, like you need to be aware of that. Like, don't right. like, come at people that way. Don't, you know what I mean? Like there was that guy I told you the one time, like, I'm like, he made me uncomfortable. Was I overdoing it? Or was mm-hmm. like, he going to try to like steal me and play operation? I don't know. It was in that gas station. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but you probably shouldn't act creepy. Like, don't. Right. Pull up to a gas station in the middle of nowhere, put no gas in your car, and just loiter around cleaning yeah, your no, window. Like, that no, was... No, um, So, it's like, it depends. So, but it's like, you know, sometimes you, they need to be worked to, but like, as us, yeah, it depends on your personal experience. Like, you know, Corbin, my mm-hmm. friend Corbin that um, Emily met when he was in high school, he, there was, um like, a homeless guy sitting on a bench, followed him out of a Walmart, and followed him all the way to his SUV, and when he like he had his keys out when he opened the door the guy kind of grabbed the end of the door and Corbin just turned around and maced him in the face and but he just was I like I think you're justifiable yeah, I do yeah. think that's justifiable because he was like he I grabbed mean, my car door I don't know what he... force is it deadly <laughs> yes, force yeah. so, you know like which one is it but I think that's justifiable because oh, yeah. you don't know what you have no idea what their intention is and he was, is. No, he was like in high school or, yeah no he know. was high school and he was just like I don't know maybe that was too aggressive but I just like closed my door and left I'm like yeah I don't well if you don't conceal carry like your firearm all the time do you do you keep something else yeah. with oh, yeah. you at all times? I, I always mean, I always have some lethal slash non lethal tools on me. Well, is your state pretty? Uh, <laughs> no, my state my state is terrible. Minnesota is awful. Can you carry pretty much anywhere there? I mean, what's um well no so they so you can't obviously carry in government buildings. Um, there's lots of places that say like you know bans guns on these premises. Sure, but that's yeah. a that's a whole nother yeah. like they have to they did you see the sign? Did you not see the sign? Right. If they ask you to leave and you don't leave, then they can trespass you at that point in time. So, yeah. um, but they, but we luckily, honestly, and this is such a good thing for everybody across the country is we have a very, very, uh, not gun friendly state. Um, however, we have one core group that like, they're not affiliated with the NRA. They're like, we need to just focus on Minnesota and get stuff done on Minnesota. And you guys for like five or six years now, they have actively defeated any sort of gun legislation for mm-hmm. like five or six years now, which is amazing. And that's just this little tiny group grassroots that has gotten support and they have like kept it done. So I, I always say like, even if you live in a state, that's not great, like just you get together, organize. Cause Stick it, that. yeah, mm-hmm. you can absolutely make a difference. So, but no, so I, and like I said, especially since my surgery, I do carry a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I never carried, I carry a lot like in certain outfits, but it just wasn't like that thing where it became like that everyday part of my right. habit. But it's always like, well, I have one locked in my car or in my this yeah. or that. Like yeah. I always had something around and maybe that's the problem. I thought I was like always scrappy enough that I could like get there or something first, which of course is not realistic, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I always had some, some sort of lethal or non-lethal tool on me. You never know. There's it. just knives hiding around or I don't get any <laughs> ideas. But if I actually get to a gun, you're in trouble. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you are absolutely in trouble. So, well, we love having you on the show. So, thank you for coming in and getting us caught up. Yeah, can't wait to um, have you on the show again. When I live here. here, I was gonna say, uh-huh. yeah, because it's gonna be soon because you better be living here. <laughs> will you find me one of those houses that fell through and I'm like on it? I will. You know what? In fact, I'm selling mine. So, you know, <laughs> Thanks, I know great place. And I can feel, I'm feeling firsthand like this crazy slowdown in the market. So, you know, Ready. Yeah. people moving back to California yet? No, not yet. They're all coming here in droves. Well, tell our yes. listeners where they can come find you, follow you, your spa, everything yes. about you. So, my spa is brow bella and uh you can find me on instagram at crystal.dun uh crystal dun shooting on facebook and i'm always doing some sort of fun part of my journey or the girly fun stuff too so yeah yes you're gonna love it go give her, yep, a, follow, go give her a follow and we'll see you guys next week 
Not your average gun girl show and its related companies, Alexa Athletica LLC and Stami Tactical LLC, shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl show should be used at your own discretion in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girls, Alexa Athletica LLC, and Stami Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.